The story that Jesus tells us is probably very familiar to each one of us. A wealthy man goes on a journey and he entrusts his fortunes, his possessions to his servants. One, five talents, the next two talents, and the third, just one talent. And to note, just one talent was worth an extraordinary amount of money. Some scholars say that just one talent is worth about $1.3 million, about 20 years' worth of work. So even the servant who received just one was entrusted with a lot of money. Upon the master's return, we find that the two servants invested what they received. They took a risk and were paid back twice what they originally had received. But the third servant, fearing his master, only buried what was entrusted to him. He didn't invest it. He didn't put it into a bank to gain interest back. He didn't take any risks. He only buried it in order to protect what he was given. We reach the moral of the story at the very end of this parable. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But the one who has not, even what he has, will be taken away. Although Jesus is using the example, an example from the business world, I think that we can show ourselves that he was pointing towards something much deeper. And what I'd like to focus on today is faith how this parable talks to us about faith, what we're supposed to do with our faith, and what happens when we don't invest and take risks with our faith. We are all here for different reasons. And I would encourage everyone to ask themselves this simple question, why am I here? And I don't mean that in some abstract way. I mean it literally. Ask yourself the question, why am I here this evening? Could it be out of habit or to avoid feelings of guilt? Is it out of love for our God and to receive strength and nourishment for the upcoming week? Just as the servants were given different talents, some, of us, some ready to risk everything, others fearful of what they may lose, we too can find ourselves at different points of our faith journey. Maybe we're at a point of feeling spiritually dead, not really sure if God is there at all, not believing in hell or simply saying to ourselves, I'm a good person. I should be okay. Maybe we find ourselves having an immature faith, focused on only what I can get out of coming to church and not really thinking about what I can put into it. Others may find themselves at a point in their life where Jesus is everything looking to lead others to Christ, seeing our families as the primary place of faith formation, with everything else coming second, sports coming second, our jobs coming second, school coming second, politics coming second. We need to ask ourselves this question, why am I here? And be guided by an authentic response. We can't grow as disciples if we aren't honest with ourselves. And when it comes to being disciples, this is what we should see as the baseline for why we are here. To be a disciple means that we follow Jesus wherever he leads us. To be a disciple means that we see everything in relation to him, our worldview, our intellectual and emotional responses to what we encounter each day. To be a disciple 
means that I pick up my cross of self-denial and place Jesus at the center of my life. Jesus knows where we are in our lives, and he gives us the grace we need to grow closer to him. Through our baptisms, we are all given this great gift that is unimaginable worth, the gift of a life lived not for ourselves, but a life lived for others and for God, the gift of a new life. Through our baptisms, we are reborn as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. The gift that we receive is becoming a part of the body of Christ. Yet over time, we can forget this gift. We can neglect this gift. We can allow ourselves to be swallowed up by the world and all its trappings as we slowly lose our identities. We lose our identities as children of God and begin to see ourselves only in relation to the world, only in relation to the achievements of the world only in relation to the glory of the world. We need to push ourselves to ask the question, why am I here? And once we ask that question, and once we can respond to it authentically, we can begin to ask the question, why is my community here? Are we content with sitting here for about an hour once a week? Or will we begin to see ourselves as a community with a mission, a mission to bring Jesus Christ to all of those around us, to our families, to our jobs, at our schools, to our friends? We are entrusted with so great a faith. Will we hide it away? Or like a child on Christmas morning, so eager to show everyone what he or she has received? Will we show our faith to all those around us? Why am I here? Why are we here? This gift of faith that we are all given can change the world. But first we need to allow it to change our own lives, to change our own hearts. When, we all are fi- when all is said and done, when all is finished, how will God respond to this gift of faith that we are given, that we have received? Will he condemn us as wicked and lazy servants who were entrusted with so great a gift and squandered it? Or will we hear our Father say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come share in your master's joy.